0: Dawn and Steve are here and want to hear from you. You can call or text anytime this hour, 800-555-7898. And we're glad you're with us on this uh, Wednesday morning. Coming up in about an hour, Jason Crabb is going to be with us in studio. And looking forward to that as we get to hear him sing live and get to hear the God story as well. Moody Tunes on the way in about one hour. But uh, now, I, I just saw this. I don't know if you've seen this picture. Apparently, there is a competition for people who take wildlife photography, and the Wildlife Photographer of the Year caught one of the coolest pictures I've ever seen.
1: What? What is it?
0: It is a polar bear who fell asleep on this big block of ice that looks like it's just floating out in the middle of the ocean.
1: Aww.
0: It doesn't sound... That's exciting as I'm hearing my my <laughs> voice come out of my mouth and I was, I'm hearing those words. I'm like, oh, that doesn't sound that cool. But when I'm looking at the picture, I'm like, wow, that is amazing to oh. see that. Uh, so Okay, I, you're
1: going to have to post it so we can see it.
0: I, I think I'm going to have to do that. But uh, I'm like, what a cool thing. And anytime I watch, like, National Geographic or, you know, the Discovery Channel or one of those where they have all these cool nature oh, things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The photography and the scenery and all that, absolutely stunning. Truly. It, and some of it is so vibrant and so cool that uh, depending on what it is, my some of my kids or, or my wife may be like, yeah, we're not going to watch this one. <laughs> like the Bugs. They've got the, you remember the Disney uh, thing, that Bugs Life? Did you ever see that movie?
1: Oh, yes. We like that one. Okay. So Mm -hmm. that one's animated, right? Mm -hmm.
0: Well, they have this whole series that is like a bug's real life. No kidding. And so it's, you know, super high quality, 4K, whatever, cameras watching bugs. And it's fascinating, but it's almost a little disgusting.
1: uh, Yes. Yes. But uh, totally amazing the way God's created so many different things. Yeah. I cannot get over stuff like that, even if it's kind of gross. Now, if it's super gross, no, can't do it. But just the fascination with all of these different varieties and species of of bugs and then frogs and then you've got all the wildlife in the jungles. It's just crazy to me. Now, do I think of that when I see one invade my home or even if it's on the porch? Nope. No more wildlife videos for me play in my mind. It is. It's you or me, bud. (laughs) (laughs) and I'm bigger you're going down I do not like that but yeah it's really cool to watch on film
0: it it is cool to see that and some of these uh, other uh, pictures that are part of this photography of wildlife Mm -hmm. really absolutely stunning you know two lions mom and dad on each side of the cub cleaning licking the cub grizzly bears standing up in the middle of the river doing their thing You know, beautiful vibrant foxes and as I'm scrolling along I'm looking at all of these animals and these really cool nature scenes. One of the pictures? hmm Fur coats.
1: No. I'm like, are you
0: serious? You mean like Somebody, an ad on the side? Somebody's got a dark sense of humor.
1: That is not cool. I'm like, that's
0: dark, man. That
1: is not cool at all. No. No. Yeah. See? Oh, yeah. I can uh, say so many things. <laughs> I, I he, But what I'm reminded of, I know you and Susie have told Ben and myself about the coyotes in your backyard, and we have never had that problem until this weekend. Really? And all of a sudden, we heard what we thought was the neighbor's dog, because through the fences, Maggie and Pepper are friends. Yeah. Pepper if she got close to Maggie gets really scared because Maggie's a golden doodle and bigger and peppers, this little shih tzu, right? right? Um, but through the fence, they bark and talk and it's just fun to watch. Well, we thought it was Maggie calling for pepper to come outside, but we hear this yip, yip. And then this frenzy oh. of yip, yip, yips. Now I don't care what 4k camera you have on these coyotes. I'm not having this. This is our backyard. Ah, so now Pepper's not allowed to go out after dark.
0: Uh, I get it. Yeah. I mean, where we live and you guys are a little bit more city than we are, but mm-hmm. still we hear the coyotes quite a bit no. and uh, every time it happens, we're just kind of go, yeah, there's the circle of life oh, going on right now.
1: No, no, no. I get it. I totally get it. Like it, that is the way that the Lord has put the cycle of creation in, in play. But oh, when it gets up close and personal like that, I do well. I don't do so well. No? What I'm wondering though, is they're getting ready to clear land. Kind of up the road, across the road, and I'm wondering if the coyotes have been displaced. I bet so. And they've tried to find this tree line to to you know live. And I just want them to move on. They need to go it's find time another to piece of property. Bring all
0: the little dogs and the little pets inside. Yes, yep.
1: that's it's a scary thing to me. Yeah, I don't know, <laughs> poor little Pepper. That I have my own little vigilante way of wanting to deal with this.
0: Oh, yeah?
1: You mentioned I'm in the city, so I'm not sure that's a good way to do it. But I, I, she can't go out without a chaperone, and that would be one of us as yep. people. And then I just told Ben, grab the bat. <laughs> you there got you it. go. Now, I'm not saying kill them. I'm just saying keep them away from us and Pepper. But you don't think they'll mess with a human? Did you uh, say that?
0: It, it, not if you're a big enough human. I mean, I'd be nervous if I had a toddler, but a, a big human? I think you're going to be all right.
1: Is five one a big human?
0: I think you're okay. Okay.
1: I'm still taking the bat. You know, when you study the Word or when you're in it reading, whether you're digging out and answering questions or or just asking the Lord to teach you from a passage, it's there's something life-giving about it. No wonder the Lord reminds us that it is alive. The, the Word of God is alive. It's sharper than a two-edged sword. That always intrigued me as I was growing up and being taught about the Word of God that, you know, it will divide bone from marrow that... Mm-hmm that he can get into our hearts and our minds and and do work that we would not be able to do which is why he's God and we're not and using his word to do that is i don't know it just it brings a a joy to my life that i'm so grateful for and this morning I was in Acts, Acts chapters one and two, and getting through that time of Pentecost when Peter stands up and addresses the crowd because the crowd's like, hey, y'all are acting crazy. You're speaking in tongues. They were known tongues from all the people that were there in the And area. some of
0: them were like, you're drunk.
1: And Right. And, and yeah. they were responding with, my goodness, look at the disciples. They're all drunk. And Peter stands up and goes, "Uh, no, nope, that's not what's happening here. And when you read through that passage, there, there's just something encouraging about what the church is supposed to look like. And when you get to those verses about how they loved one another well, oh yeah, they ate with one another, they provided for one another. I thought, wow, how challenging is that to us in the New Testament church? And you'll have to just say here in the states because that's where we live.
0: Yeah. Well, as I look at the end of Acts chapter 2, and we were uh, in this not that long ago in our, our Sunday school class, uh, we were looking at what the early church did look like. And so I just want to read a couple of the verses there at the end of Acts 2. It says, they, the early church, devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers gathered together together and had everything in common they sold property and possessions to give to everyone in need every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts they broke bread in their homes they ate together with glad and sincere hearts praising God and enjoying the favor of all people and the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved those few verses right there when you hear that and you think about what that probably looked like must have looked like no wonder so many of us think, oh, man, that early church, how amazing must that have been? Yes. Oh, I wish I could have gone back and experienced that. Yeah. Eh, it's too bad we can't do that today. Why not?
1: Oh, no, no way can that be done today. Not with not? the systems we've put in place. Well,
0: there are some systems that we put in place. And could we get it back to exactly how they did it there? I don't know. But one of the things that I was, as I was thinking about this, It was like, we do so many other things every day. We take our kids to sports five days a week, maybe six, seven. We do all these other things all the time, devoting ourselves to music, athletics, academics, whatever. And I'm not trying to bash any of those. I'm not. I'm a big fan and, Mm -hmm. and support all those things. But if that was the model for the early church, why would we not maybe begin to do some of that?
1: Because we have a calendar that's full of stuff.
0: Well, back to priorities, right? Yes. Yes.
1: Oh, yeah. I, I, I mean, I think I listened to that passage being read, and I read it again this morning, and I think, you know what would happen if a group of believers started acting like the New Testament church? You know what would happen.
0: Oh, a, a couple things. Number one, most people think they're nuts. Yep. They'd be called crazy, yep. extremist. Man, you're, you're just so over the top with this. But I wonder, if we go back to uh, you know the, the last couple of verses of that passage, if we did this and we kept it up and we did it seriously, at what point would people go, okay, maybe they're crazy, but they got something good going on there. And I love this line, and the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. If we actually live like that, think about what our witness might be Mm -hmm. and the number of people who may be wanting to know more about the gospel because we took it seriously. And who knows, maybe there'd be a revival if we actually lived that out.
1: That would be fascinating to see the Lord move amongst his people like that. I know you're right. We would be called crazy and extremist, cult probably how many times do we look at somebody that takes now I, i there are legit cults so i'm not dismissing the legitimacy of a true cult and we are to stay away from those however it would be even i'm afraid to some of us as believers if we saw something like that we'd be like what is going on because we've conditioned ourselves to live a life that is a full calendar We're going to be part of the ministries that we're part of, but we're not going to be able to be part of all of the big New Testament church. What would we do with our congregations? What will we do with our individual church buildings? I mean, this is radical what Acts chapter two is spelling out.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, as you look at this, they gathered together regularly. They went to the temple and to people's homes. I think, yes, we still gather together as the corporate big C church. We, we gather together in our church bodies and worship together and hear the word being taught and all that. But what if we took that part of actually we say we want to do life on life. We want to do life together and all this. What if we actually did that for real?
1: But how would that impact your family? Because the way that we are established here in the U.S., like everybody, a man's castle is his home. This is where you go to retreat. This is where you go to have time with your family and around the table. And, yes, there are times that you invite people over for dinner, but not every night. That's too much. But Acts chapter 2 says they were basically always together.
0: Yeah, they were in each other's lives constantly. I don't know. It's I'm so wondering. It is really different. Maybe you've tried to do something like this before. You're like, yeah, I, I've looked at that and I thought, man, how cool would that be? And you've tried. And with intentionality, you, you've kind of tried to engage in that way. I'd love to know how that went. You can call or text this morning, 800-555-7898. That's 800-555-7898.
1: So I've been in Acts chapter two this morning and just studying the word of God and and letting it direct, even challenge, because it often does. Our flesh lives completely differently than the directive that he has given us. And yet we try. I mean, that is living by faith. That is seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. It's even trusting in the Lord. I mean, you're thinking Matthew six and Proverbs three, the verses that we tend to know living out, though, the full counsel of God's word. It takes staying in it
0: it does if
1: you're gonna live it out you can't do it apart from reading and studying his word and so acts chapter two for me but steve i know you've been in different passages of late where have you been in scripture
0: uh lately it's been matthew five so the the beatitudes yeah exactly exactly and as you're listening this morning love to know where you're in 800-555-7898 to uh, call or text. Uh, where have you been in God's word recently and what has he been showing you? 800-555-7898. So yeah, Matthew 5 and the beatitudes and you know, we're just really kind of starting a uh, multi-week study that uh, a handful of us who took this experience in God course mm-hmm. last fall were like God just did something special oh, in that group. I love it. And we're like we, we can't let this go. We don't want to let this die. Just the uh, community that really kind of formed around that group and the sharing and you know the, the ability to kind of walk through this together. We're like, man, we got to keep this going. And so we're like, all right, what else could we do that would kind of lend itself to that? And I'm like, well, what about the Beatitudes? Because I think they really show us how we can grow in the, the Christian life. You know, the Beatitudes don't tell us how to get saved. But they show us what a person who is saved, what their life is going to look like. you know. And I think we can look at those Beatitudes and say, okay, forgiveness, mm-hmm. purity, peace. I want all those things in my life. But we can uh, kind of look at the circumstances of our life and say, I don't know how to get to forgiveness and how to purity and how to, how to get to peace in my life. And so... Just kind of backing up to the beginning of those Beatitudes and recognizing and realizing that they are kind of a progression of the Christian life. As we recognize our sin, as we mourn our sin, as we humble ourselves under the authority of Christ, as we hunger and thirst for righteousness, all of those things get us to the point where forgiveness and purity and peace can be our our life, can mm. be a part of our life. So, uh, yeah, it's been kind of fun to kind of do a bit of a deeper dive into that
1: oh it's just a really neat thing when you see the lord and sense him moving in your life and in your spirit by his word and you talk about the beatitudes and how it's a progression as a believer that you can walk through and understand if God's calling us to these things, he's also equipping us. And we talk about that in ministry, right? If God's going to call you to something, he's going to equip you for that. That's true in your own personal walk as well. And he's spelling that out. And that too reminds me of second Peter, where he says, it's this progression. You add to your faith, goodness and to goodness, knowledge and to knowledge, self-control. And, and that goes on in the things that you're adding so it tells me that he is equipping us one step at a time. Mm-hmm. It could be an automatic download because you need it right away and but it, it's often just faithfulness those steps of faithfulness to follow him. And this is what I mean by just the transformation of the word, that renewing of your minds that Romans talks about. That's the only way we're going to persevere in these dark, dark days. Yeah. And they're getting darker and darker as I went to sleep. Or I can't, maybe it was in the middle of the night, but I, I, at one point as I was talking to the Lord, just this sense of, okay, the scriptures spell this out too. Like it's going to get darker before he sets all things right, how will we persevere? It's not going to be by some of the things that we might be putting stock in right now, as far as the traditions and our churches and things like that. No, it's the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. And to know him is the starting point. Yep. And then, like you said, these things that he's given us for instruction to take the next step with him.
0: Well, that's what Moody Radio wants to help you do, to take that next step with Christ. And for some of you, that might be beginning that relationship with Jesus. For others, it's going to be growing Mm -hmm. in Christ's likeness. And that's what the uh, entirety of the Christian life is all about, to be conformed and grow more into the image and likeness of Jesus. But that begins by knowing him. And if you don't, you could change that this morning. You can go check out our website. It is mymoodyradio.org in the top right-hand corner. There's a link there that says How to Know Christ. encourage you to check that out. We've got some video and other things that uh, I think you'll really find encouraging. So mymoodyradio.org, top right-hand corner, How to Know Christ. And Lee, appreciate your text this morning. You said you've been in Psalm 92 recently. Great psalm uh, of praise and worship this morning. What about you as you're listening? Where have you been in God's Word? What's He been showing you? 800-555-7898 to call or text 800-555-7898.
1: A passage of Scripture that has been speaking to you, something you've been studying, and, and it just resonated through your soul. would love to know what that is. 800-555-7898. Lee, you're in Mississippi. You said Psalm 92, and I know you said that a minute ago, Steve, but I just went to see what Psalm 92 involves. Yeah. And it's praise. Yep lifting up the name of the Lord and, and having that resonate over your being in any given day, that is good for the soul. It's good for the psyche. It is good for life. And uh, even memorizing it, like you said, um, no, sorry, Jill, you said you're, you guys, I went back a chapter there and Jill, your, your group is memorizing Psalm 91,
0: And that's a great psalm of just encouragement and comfort and refuge. When you're walking through a hard time, Psalm 91 is a great go-to psalm for that.
1: You know, when we go through really tough stuff, oftentimes we will lament. And rightfully so. The Lord says, lament and grieve. I've given you all of these emotions and you can do it together in community. And then Trust me, have faith that I am very present. And when you speak his word, as you lament, you speak it over you. And again, let that truth kind of marinate in your soul. Yeah. There is a game changing thing that happens by the spirit of God, where we start to understand more of who he is and we can put the world and all of its chaos in a proper perspective.
0: Yeah, I, I love just the encouragement and the reminder of what you're just talking about there of going to scripture. Proverbs, great go to uh, book for a lot of people. And Terrence, you said that you've been in Proverbs 4 recently, and verse 23, really standing out, which says, Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it springs the issues of life. And I'm being in uh, South Carolina, you said that you've been in Luke chapter 11. Recently, looking at verses one to four of the Lord's Prayer, practicing thanksgiving and praise, intercession, supplication, repentance, forgiveness, protection, and spiritual warfare. Mm. Great, great example of how to pray right there.
1: Preach, pain. You know, what I love most about what you texted right there is you said practicing. That's that's the yeah. the henchpin right there. If we are not practicing these things, then we are feeding our souls something, whether it's the news headlines of the day or the discouragement of the situation that we're in, the I shared a minute ago that I was praying and just thinking about the darkness of this world because I was just kind of overwhelmed in that moment. and and knowing that the victory comes through Christ, he will bring the victory. And that's truly amazing. But being sustained in the meanwhile is taking, our hearts and our thoughts captive back to the truth of God's word and allowing that to work in us. Otherwise we are going to be one discouraged people.
0: And as we allow his truth to do its work in us, we're going to change. And Chris, you pointed that out. Appreciate your text this morning, brother. You said that you had new revelation from a passage in second Corinthians five that talks about the fact that we no longer uh, said, even though we know Christ according to the flesh, Yet we know him in this way no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature. The old things have passed away. Behold, the new things have come. And he said, this really spoke to you in a a powerful way, softened your heart towards brothers and sisters in Christ and a reminder that we should look beyond physical flaws and failures of others and focus instead on who our brother or sister is in Christ because that is their true identity, looking past their past, or their current failures.
1: Mm -hmm. Though we need discernment, and we do, and we need to walk in discernment, we also are to love. It is living in that and. That is a prescription for love right there, Chris. Thank you for sharing it with us. Music from Elevation Worship, a passage that is spoken to you, 800-555-7898 of late. We're talking currently.